Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a leadership guru from London, UK, Mr. Obi Abuchi. Obi, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ashutosh. So great to be with you. Thank you. Obi is the CEO of Core Leaders International. He's an author, and all of you know that I'm always very partial to authors. Uh, Obi is the author of a book, of two books titled Leading from Your Core and The Magic of Monday, and we'll speak about these. So, uh, Obi, we're going to speak about Core Leaders International, but before I start that, when I was reading about you, I found that you uh, read a book by Stephen Covey. So <laughs> I'd love to get your perspective and how did that book influence you oh uh are you sure you want to ask me that question we could talk for hours no, on that. But I, yeah, um, but I do want to know about it yeah. well so, so i i first came across that book when i was 18 a, a mentor of mine gave me a copy of the book and at the time the reason he gave it to me was just so that i would be more disciplined and do well in my exams mm -hmm. But amazingly, I read this book and I wasn't a leader. I wasn't thinking about leadership at the time, but, but it blew my mind. I absolutely loved it. it. It gave me this incredible picture of the importance of mastering ourselves and developing ourselves and realizing that in order for us to truly add incredible value in the marketplace and value as leaders, we do that best when we, when we ourselves are at our best and we're clear about what we stand for, our strengths, our weaknesses, our challenges, and able to navigate and bring all of that to uh, interact with people in the best way. So for me, that book was foundational to the way that I think about leadership today. Wonderful. So uh, given all your experience of working with so many people, my first question to you is, what makes a good leader? Yeah, great question. I think it would help if I answered what is leadership in the first place, and then I can explain what makes a good leader. So I define, there are different ways people define leadership, but I define leadership as relating to others in a way that unleashes the best of their motivation, their passion, their creativity, to a worthwhile cause. Mm -hmm. And all of those words are very intentional. So a good leader then is able to do that in a way that is truly authentic. Mm -hmm. Some people try to inspire and, and motivate others by virtue of their position, their authority, or their intelligence. And in my experience, that never works. Correct. When you try and command or assert your authority to get people to do something they might you might get a little bit of effort but you'll never get that discretionary effort Correct. but when you lead a good leader leads by virtue of their character and their values and so people not only follow you because they respect you that's when you really win their hearts and minds mm. so so for me, really, a good leader is, is one who is relying more on, on their character and their values rather than their position and authority mm -hmm. to inspire others to be their best. Okay. 
And uh, what makes a good leader then? So, well, I think for me, then what makes a, a good leader is connecting. I've worked with a lot of senior people who use this idea. They talk about, we want to win the hearts and minds of mm. our people. Mm. And what I say is, if you want to win the hearts and minds of your people, mm. you need to be connected as a leader with your own heart and mind. Mm. So a good leader is connected with what is important to me? Okay. What makes me tick as a human being? Mm. What are some of the doubts and beliefs that I, I have that get in the way or sabotage my own performance because mm -hmm. when i'm in tune with that a good leader is in tune with that then i can be in tune with that with my people and i can lead with a greater level of compassion but also a greater level of purpose mm. very interesting um and uh based again on your experience are leaders born or are they made <laughs> i mean that that's an eternal debate isn't Absolutely. it are, are leaders born or made. Yeah. For me, I'm very categorical about it. Mm -hmm. Leaders are made. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say leaders are made is, yes, there are people that are born with certain traits and, and personality, and but you don't develop resilience from the womb. Mm. That's life lessons. Character isn't formed from the womb. That's life lessons and understanding yourself, understanding who you are, understanding your values, understanding what makes you tick, mm. that takes hard work. Mm. So it's a process of growing, of learning, of understanding yourself and, and developing yourself. So for me, leaders are absolutely made through the challenges and difficulties of life. Mm. So, uh, you know, when I was reading about you and 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 the core, uh, I you doing some very fascinating work. Tell me about how you help in developing the core for better leadership. Sure. Um, so I, I tend to say leadership is divided into three areas. There's the strategic, organizational. Where are we going? What's our vision? Um, what's our governance process and, and are we delivering on that vision? That's level one in a sense. Level two is the next level down, tactical, operational. How do we implement our vision? How do we make sure that our teams are engaged? Mm. The third level is the personal leadership. How do I as a leader make sure that I am putting my oxygen mask on, that I am resilient? I do um, with a lot of leaders who are on the verge of burnout mm -hmm. because they're so focused on the organizational, so focused on the tactical, but they don't look after themselves. Mm -hmm. And so Core Leaders International, our, our specialism is helping leaders manage themselves. And we focus, Core is an acronym for clear values, an optimistic worldview, rewarding habits and empowering beliefs. Wow. And I say, Forget all of the challenges that are going on around. When you can navigate your own fears, when you can navigate your own doubts, when you can navigate your own sense of imposter syndrome, when you can be in tune with your body and know when you need to rest mm -hmm. because you're getting close to burnout, 
that's when you've really mastered what it means to look after yourself. And so that's our focus at Core Leaders International. It's helping leaders look after themselves so that they can be at their best for their people. Amazing. And uh, I'd love to get your perspective on how core leaders, as defined by you, have mm-hmm. handled the stresses of the current pandemic. Yeah, the the uh, one of the things about the pandemic is that no one has been immune to it. Correct. Um, that the pandemic hasn't shown favoritism. You could be a CEO, who you could be a cleaner. The COVID-19 doesn't discriminate. Absolutely. It it affects everyone. Mm. And everyone has felt felt the pressure. Everyone has felt the stress. Everyone has felt the the challenge of it all. Mm. The difference with a core leader is one being in tune with how is the pressure affecting me? Mm -hmm. And what are the release valves that I use to uh, get rid of that pressure? In my book, sadly, I tell a sobering story of a leader who was going through a really challenging time and ended up committing suicide because he just reached that point of uh, burnout and and didn't really have people to speak to, to talk to, to take time out, to go for walks and, and refresh, connect with what is it that's going to help me. And so a lot of the core leaders are handling this in a way that demonstrates that resilience by putting their oxygen mask on, making sure I'm, they're connecting with family and friends and having those opportunities to exercise and de-stress mm. and, and keep themselves grounded in what really matters during this time, both for themselves and for their teams within their organizations. So that's some of what I'm seeing there's more that i could say about it but that's that's, that's wonderful so again you know uh, when i was reading about you i read another interesting uh, acronym if i can say that which is vuca volatility volatility uncertainty complexity and ambiguity how do leaders handle their own vuca yes so when that that's very often VUCA, so that volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity, mm-hmm. people look at it externally. So they'll say, oh, the market is crashing, or there's the pandemic, or we need to furlough our people, or there's we're having retention issues. And everyone looks at it externally. Mm-hmm. What leaders don't pay attention to often is the VUCA within. And by that, I mean, What are the fears I'm experiencing? What are the anxieties that I'm having? What are the limiting beliefs that I'm experiencing? So yes, there's storms and challenges out there, but there are also storms and challenges within us. So taking time to journal, taking time to have those quiet moments of reflection to say, what are my what are my fears? What are they telling me? What are my doubts? What are my anxieties? What are what are my limiting beliefs? How do I need to transform some of those into mm. more empowering beliefs? Mm. And because a lot of leaders don't pay attention to the VUCA within, 
That's why they get to burn out easily. That's why they become angry and they're trying to control their people because they're not really paying attention to the storm that's going on um, on the inside. Interesting. So moving on, uh, you know, there's another phrase which is personal mastery skill. Yes. My question to you is how do you define personal mastery skill and how does I how does one master this? Yeah, so in a simple sense, personal mastery is awareness of yourself, your strengths, your weaknesses, and the ability to, in any situation, bring the best of yourself to that situation. Mm. That, that's personal mastery. How you develop it is self-awareness. Mm -hmm. You need to be aware of what, what's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, some people go into meetings, they go into presentations, they are leading their teams, but they're, they're not in tune with the, as I've said a few times, just mm -hmm. the fear, the doubts, the worries, the concerns. And yet fear is an incredible driver for a lot of leaders. Fear I won't get my bonus. Fear that the business will go under. Fear that my team don't support me. Mm -hmm. Fear that um, uh, my se senior people in my organization won't think I'm delivering. So there's a lot of fear that drives people. Correct. And that fear is very de-energizing. But instead, a much better way of, of operating is focusing on serving. It's how can I serve people? How mm. can I serve our customers? How, how can we be purpose-driven? That gives us so much more energy. Mm -hmm. But it takes awareness as a leader to notice when am I being driven by fear and my ego? Mm -hmm. And when am I being driven by service and a real sense of purpose mm -hmm. about the difference that I want to make and our organization wants to make? Very interesting. So my next question to you is about vulnerability. There is a general belief that if a strong leader shows vulnerability, she or he may be seen as weak. I'd love to get your perspective on this. Yeah, I am a big believer in humanity. Mm -hmm. If you are human, you are vulnerable, full stop. And so when, when a leader denies vulnerability or doesn't integrate vulnerability into their life, mm -hmm. what they're doing is they're trying to be human. I remember, and I've had this before when I was dating my wife before before we got married she said to me Obi you don't have to be Superman you know because mm -hmm. I thought I needed to be strong and but she said it's okay to be weak it's okay that means you are human mm -hmm. and and I think when we're human as leaders we get a lot more loyalty and a lot more endearment from people. And it doesn't mean we can't be firm. It doesn't mean we can't be clear about our sense of direction, but it is human to be vulnerable. And when you're not vulnerable as a leader, you don't really win the hearts and minds of the people that you lead. Interesting. So one more question about Core Leaders International before I move to your books. Uh, what would you say are some of the important qualities a core CEO would have? Yes, yeah, so there's, I'll, I'll break the acronym. So mm -hmm. a core CEO absolutely needs to know what they stand for. Correct. What, what are your values? What do you stand for? Mm -hmm. A core CEO needs to have a, an optimistic worldview that the glass is 
is half full. It's mm-hmm. that there's more that we can do, right? Mm-hmm. They need to have habits that maximize their energy, things mm-hmm. that they do that help them be courageous. And finally, they need to have a way of figuring out how do I have beliefs, beliefs about people, beliefs about myself, beliefs mm-hmm. about leadership that empower the entire organization. Mm-hmm. So those are some foundational qualities that are a core CEO, a CEO who is a core leader needs to have. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So uh, let's now move, Gobi, to your two books. Uh, let's start with your latest book, which is Leading from Your Core. Sure. Tell me about your book and what motivated you to write it. Yeah, there's always um, different motivations for writing a book. The, the, the first motivation was actually my mom. So she really supported me with my first book. Mm-hmm. And she would tell everybody about it. And she said, you need to write another one. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, mom, no, I'm fine. I'm done. She's like, no, you need to write another one. Mm-hmm. And then sadly, she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's about seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And as her memory declined, she kept saying, you know, keep writing another one, keep writing. Another. And I decided I wanted to do this. And, mm-hmm. and for me, with all of the work that I've done in leadership, mm-hmm. As I, the, the missing gap for me was leaders really understanding how to lead from a place of purpose, how mm-hmm. to lead from a place of character, mm-hmm. how to lead in a way that really wins hearts and minds of mm-hmm. people, how to lead in a way that is resilient. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to write something that really spoke to that area of leadership, not all of the strategic, not all of the tactical, but just you as a leader, mm-hmm. what does it take for you to be at your best? Mm-hmm. And the, the, the reason it's called leading from your core is I think of leadership a little bit like an orange in mm-hmm. the sense that when you squeeze an orange, what's on the inside comes out. And so if what's on the inside isn't healthy, it isn't strong cl- clarity about your values and, and real strength of character, mm-hmm. then when life squeezes you, and it will squeeze you as a leader, yeah. when it squeezes you, the yuck and the rubbish will come out and that's when people burn out. Mm. And so I really want to help leaders have as healthy an internal structure and a sense of character as possible. And that's what my new book, Leading from Your Core, is about. Wonderful. And you, you, know, you also differentiate or you talk about rewards and recognition versus leaving an enduring legacy. Yeah. Um, help me understand both these. Yeah, there are, in my experience, that there are two games that leaders play. One is is the ego game. It's all about what can I get? What can I get? Mm -hmm. And so even in the way that they lead their people, it's like, yeah, what can I get? The accolades, the rewards, the recognition. Mm -hmm. That way is a very self-focused way of leading, and it doesn't help leaders be resilient. Mm -hmm. There's a different way of leading, which is about just leading from a place of purpose, you know, what can I give? What's the difference that I can make? How can I serve people? I love what you're doing, Ashutosh, you know, very much about, you know, how can I give back? How can I make a difference? Mm. The energy that that gives you as a leader, the sense of purpose, the connection that that gives you to people is just Mm. incredible. And so I think moving beyond the what can I get to what Mm. can I give Mm. is a far more empowering way of leading. Fascinating. 
So uh, time for one more question. And I'd love to hear about your first book, The Magic of Monday, and how your mom you know, inspired you to write it. Sure. The uh, magic of Monday was we all have struggles and challenges. And I was a young professional at the time mm. struggling to work out what does it take to build a fulfilling career? And mm. so I ended up interviewing 75 business leaders and asking them questions about their journey and their mm. career experience. Mm. And the ideas that were coming back were so rich that mm. I thought I've got to turn this into a book and share it with the world. And the two ideas, the two key ideas that came from that book is, if you wanna have an amazing career, you need to have a winning attitude and a winning focus. So your mindset needs to be one, how can I bring the best of myself to whatever I'm doing? And then a winning focus is all about, how can I figure out what my strengths are so that I can play to those strengths and add the most value to wherever I am? So that's what my first book, The Magic of Monday, was about. And the reason it's called The Magic of Monday is that so many people say, I can't wait till it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. And I say, there is so much magic that can happen Monday through Friday when you have a winning attitude and a winning focus. So that's what that's about. Well said. So I've got to to ask you one more question. (laughs) This is a question on failure. Uh Uh, From the part of the world that I come from, Parents have never really taught children that it's okay to fail. Mm, They're always mm. taught, come first in class, go to the head of the line, et cetera, et cetera. And that manifests itself in a lot of our behavior patterns. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to get your view or perspective on how do good leaders handle failure? Yeah, so I'm... Although I was born here in the UK, I spent 10 years in Nigeria. My family are from Nigeria. So it's a similar dynamic where it's, you know, work hard and and be the best. And what I've noticed about good leaders, they're able to separate their identity from the failure of a task. So so when a task, if we failed in a task, Mm. we've just failed in that task, but it's a learning opportunity. It Mm. doesn't mean I am a failure. So don't link the failure to your identity. As soon as you link the failure to your identity, that's when it crushes you. That's when it cripples you. That's when perfectionism comes in. Mm. But if you can separate the two and say, especially say as a parent Mm. to your kid, I love you, regardless of how you do in a task, I love you. Oh, let's now look at this specific task. And what can we learn? And what can we develop? Mm. When leaders don't know how to deal with failure, that's when they breed a culture of, blame which Mm. is very toxic in organizations failure is merely an opportunity to learn and do something better Mm. fascinating obi on that note uh, thank you so much it's been such a pleasure speaking to you thank you for talking to me about so many different aspects of leadership about core uh, and the wonderful work you're doing there about VUCA uh, and all the work that you're doing there with so many different leaders And thank you for talking to me about both your books. Good luck. Thank you, Ashutosh. Thanks for having me. Good luck to you too. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. 
You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.